Okay, welcome to Jays from Home. My name is Matt Gower, and my regular co-host, my brother Steve, is away celebrating uh, Thanksgiving on Manitoulin Island. So I have a special guest here today. We are joined by uh, Phil Selig. Hi, Phil. Hi, thanks for uh, for calling me off the bench and having me into uh, to pinch hit and uh, hide all the uh, all the listeners out there. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Likewise, happy uh, happy Turkey Day to uh, to everybody and. You know, great, uh, great weekend of baseball uh, to to go go along with that. So, yeah, it's a bit weird though because we're recording this uh, Monday morning. Uh, normally, for me, I don't know about you, but I, I expect to watch a little bit of baseball on Thanksgiving. But there's there's no games scheduled today. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, obviously um, they were they were scrambling with the uh, the labor strife and the off season, everything being kind of condensed. So I guess there there's uh, a partial valid excuse for that, but hopefully it's not the case moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, and um, I guess one of your, uh, I guess your 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 biggest passion as far as baseball goes is is Cuban baseball. So we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But how maybe tell people how to find you on 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 Twitter uh, if they want to give you a follow. Yeah, so if, if people want to check me out, it's Cuba Dugout, and that goes for my website, for Twitter, for Instagram, for for YouTube, kind of all uh, all spots in between. I don't know if I still have a high five page or uh, or MySpace, but uh, <laughs> trying to make the handle as easy as possible so that people can uh, can can find my writing, my pictures, my videos, uh, my musings, all that sort of thing. Yeah, and and um, yeah, like I said, we'll talk about it later. But you you had a good write up about. Uh, uh, the Cuban Elite series, which is starting soon, so we'll talk about that. Um, now it's been a bit of a rough week. Well, it's been a very rough week for the Blue Jays. I, I'm not going to go through all the all the regular season games. Did you watch any of the uh, the, the final uh, regular season games against uh, Baltimore? So did not. So I guess, uh, and not to alienate uh, much of the fan base. So I'll, I'll say that I'm a, a lifelong baseball fan going back to the mid eighties with a vested interest in the AL East. And so Uh-oh. I've always, always paid attention to the Blue Jays, make no mistake about it. And, and, uh, you know, I, I would say that I don't take joy in their failings as much as I might for another team who doesn't know how to spell uh, a particular clothing item that you would wear your feet on every day. So okay. uh, all, all to say that obviously I pay very close attention to the Jays and, uh, and how they interact in the, uh, in, in the division. So, um, you know, watched, uh, watch the, the lead up in terms of them facing the Yankees and have actually been paying uh, closer attention to Baltimore and how scrappy they were towards the end of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. especially because they do have a couple Cubans in their pipeline that I'm interested to see get a chance. So oh, okay. uh, in terms of uh, paying uh, super close attention to the Jays, what I would say is I know that um, you know a lot of people had very high expectations. Some of them were met. Um, you know, I, I look at it and think that this was the first year in a long time that they had expectations. And so there were a lot of positives that way. Uh, but, uh, you know, before jumping, jumping ahead to kind of what we saw this weekend, uh, I know that, uh, Jays were very, uh, very tough, but took, uh, took a lot of steps back in some regards this year. Well, yeah, well, as far as the overall record this year, they finished with 92 and 70. I think there was that one or two wins better than last year. Um, I think maybe one win better, but I, I just felt like the atmosphere in, in Baltimore was most, mostly because of the weather. I think it was just pretty dismal. If you watched the, the, the games, there was hardly anybody in the stands, especially on that Monday game where it was really, really rainy. <clears throat> and, and it was kind of um, anticlimactic because there was nothing really to play for by then. They, the Jays had wrapped up their, uh, their, their uh, home field advantage. They were just kind of waiting to see who they were going to face in the playoffs, be it Tampa or, or, um, 
or Seattle, and and they were they were just kind of kind of treading water, and then and and to top it all off, they they played a doubleheader uh, on on the final day, so I'm sure you know that didn't help the bullpen arms. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, and I, and I'll be intrigued to see how uh, how Major League Baseball responds to that because I think you know. Uh, the expansion of the playoff field is the hope that the uh, in the run up to the to the final um, to the final games of the season that there would have been more kind of in contention and more up in the air. And so uh, for whatever reason, um, this year, it seems like basically everything kind of uh, even even before then, as you mentioned, kind of if the, the you know, the regular season ended on Wednesday, seemed like it was all a formality. And especially, I think, for uh, for a Baltimore fan base who had a lot to cheer for this year, uh, maybe looked at that and said, you know what, we're tired. Uh, the weather's crappy. And so uh, we, we know that um, we're looking towards next year. And, uh, you know, whether that had an impact or, or on the final uh, games for, for kind of everybody, it seemed like the energy levels were down heading into the, uh, the playoffs. But that being said, I think uh, a lot of the energy was recaptured this weekend. For sure, for sure. And I felt like, yeah, there was no drama really going into that final. Like Wednesday is supposed to be that crazy day where people, where, where, where teams are basically jockeying for position in, in the playoffs. And really the only thing that was left up in the air was 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 uh, the Mets and, the, and, and Atlanta Braves as far as who was going to win that division. Um, and that turned out to be a big, uh, a big, uh, 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 division to win as far as positioning in, in the in, in the NL postseason but uh yeah I just I I guess I guess the whole idea behind this Wednesday chaos is trying to 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 go back 10 years over 10 years to that I think it was 2011 finish uh where, where it was just crazy there were there were teams playing right down to the to the wire and I think that the that the way that the postseason is 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 uh constructed now really takes away that drama because there are it's it's first of all there's there's no one game playoffs maybe because of the 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 uh the, the lockout they couldn't have those playoffs but i think they need to bring those back next year those those one game playoffs even if it's like a tiebreaker um because that's the you know baseball is a, is a 162 game long season the playoffs the world series is seven games um but those one game series historically have just been magical for baseball no doubt. And and I think it comes down to whether or not uh, Major League Baseball looks at that as a TV product or, or a live event product. And uh, we'll discuss a little bit later, at least <laughs> for international fans, whether they think that it's a TV product. Um, there is... Uh, it's it's tough. I, I you know you can flip a coin on that. I know personally. I think I prefer that 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 one game playoff for everything that you just mentioned there. Uh, whereas adding this extra round, having more teams, you know the excitement. Even if the results weren't there for first specific squads, but uh, even going into last night, the uh, the excitement for the first time in a long time uh, for for the Mets kind of being on a uh, on a on a national uh, stage, I think that they are going to look at that as a success. And there, there are, um, you know, there are pros and cons to, to each side of it. The other side of it, obviously, is I'm sure that they made uh, plenty of money off of the uh, off of the extra game in uh, many circumstances there, and the extra two games in the one series. For sure. Um, now let's get to the Blue Jays series. I'm, I'm kind of putting it off because I, I just don't want to re re uh, live the, the past weekend of Blue Jays baseball. But uh, the, on Friday, they lost four, nothing to the Mariners. Uh, Luis Castillo was just unhittable. Um, did, did you, were you able to watch that game? Did you see it? Uh, 
So unfortunately, I was not, and let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about that. So um, there's been a little bit of a hubbub, and, and this might apply a little bit more towards um, truly international fans, because I yeah. guess in, in Canada we kind of consider ourselves, you know, um, fairly similar to to American fans. So I've I've had MLB.TV since 2015, and now this is where there's a potential uh, point of contention. Every year since then, I have been able to view the playoffs. It's typically mm-hmm. been the international feed. Same so here. I had I had no reason entering into this to expect that I would not be able to view that until on Twitter about 48 hours before the start of the first game. People uh, specifically in the UK, well, I guess effectively in the Commonwealth and in the UK and Australia, uh, said that they had received a notification that all of the games would be blacked out because of new agreements signed with uh, with carrier partners in those areas. I then started to look into what my plans were and realized that we were also going to be um, shut out via that way uh, here in Canada. The greatest frustration with that is at no point, or at least I'll argue, and and, uh, MLB has kind of uh, let out some of this to to some of those uh, UK fans, that it was poorly communicated, that they hadn't indicated that that had been removed from the package. So all to say that uh, for the first few games, I was actually blacked out. So had to uh, had to pay attention by uh, uh, watching kind of the online game tracker and listening a little bit by the radio, um, but uh, was not able to to watch the first few games. Yeah, I was disappointed by that too. Um, I, I I'm a longtime MLB TV subscriber, um, and I you know I my 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 reflex for the for for watching teams other than the Blue Jays because we can't watch Blue Jays are blacked out on on MLB TV. Mm-hmm. Um, my reflex is to go to MLB TV. To, to find the games um we were we were sitting we were sitting out at a cafe on friday i was like oh the the the, the guardians game is on i'm gonna go watch that and i was about to hit mlb.tv i was like oh wait luckily i have cable and all the other apps and stuff so i was able to see it but like that's my immediate first uh reaction and and another example is i was i was watch our, our our b team to follow this year is the st louis cardinals so i was go- i wanted to watch uh game two on saturday night of the phillies cardinals series um all the listings no matter, I, I set it to, to to PVR because having kids, you know, I can't watch games live anymore. Um, but but so I, I I checked the local listings, re- recorded the 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 Phillies Cardinals game, and I think partly partly because the Jays game went a little late. But um, everything that, that that listed one game played the opposite game. Like it was there was a lot of confusion. Uh, Sportsnet in general, so even with some of the the I think with the Guardians games, they just had sport they just had like baseball coverage, like playoff baseball coverage. They didn't uh-huh. even specifically mention the team. So there's just a lot of confusion as far as um, trying being able to to find the game. And I and it's just a really tone deaf move by by Major League Baseball because why like they they have a, a central location where everybody can go to to get their their Major League Baseball and they're sending them away. And in some cases, um, cutting them off completely overseas. And it's just, um, I've called it in the past on this show, uh, small minded ball. They just, uh, they, they're not growing the game. They're, they're shrinking the game and doing this. And it's because they're just, uh, following, um, the dollar and they're, and they're, and they're it's, it's all about like the, the local broadcast cable options. And, and, but there's also been talk about MLB trying to, 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 kind of buy them out in general and, and create their own Uber kind of network. And, and they're just still doing the opposite. And it's just, it's, it, it baffles me. From, from the obvious frustration point as a consumer, as someone who uh, had paid to, uh, to receive that access and, and it not being delivered, that's, that's obviously step one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
step two, the, the, the lack of communication on it, um, that even to the point that, um, that this kind of came to me afterwards, when they sort of acknowledged, oh, this was poorly communicated. Okay, that, that, that's fine, except in the platform itself, you have an ad platform that frequently uh, goes with either redundant ads or, or bumpers, and, and there's clearly open ad inventory space. So all to say that they would have an opportunity, A, to share that message, but B, if you are trying to grow this, if this isn't just purely a money grab that you want to expand and you want you know different partners, that why wouldn't you be promoting the fact that your product is now available through them and make their life a little bit easier, especially the number of people clearly that are using that app, expecting to see the games, and then are looking at it going, where do I go to find them? So there, in the Twitterverse, there was quite a level of frustration that from the number of people beyond, again, starting from the idea of I paid for this, I should get this to, okay, I'll deal with that after. Where do I go to see the games? How do I, mm-hmm. how do I make this easier at this, this last minute? And, and then on top of, as kind of you alluded to, that it seems that all of these other, other carriers are running into issues that with the games, sort of some of the timings, you know, if you are looking for it, that, um, you know, from country to country, some of them might only have one, one you know, front page. And so if you wanted to watch a particular game, you had to wait for one game to finish or it might've showed that this game was being shown. So from a, uh, from a user experience is, is terrible. And as you say, in, in trying to grow the game is, is not the, the way to go where I understand they're trying to make money. Uh, it's just, it seems if, if shrinkflation, which is a term that's been used in other, uh, in, in other avenues over the past year, it just seems like increasingly, um, even, even with this app that you pay the same price and you get less and less access. Yeah, it's, 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 it's frustrating. Um, but back to the, back to the, to the Jays game. Um, uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, cause it seemed to me, I guess seeing the game and, and listening to the game, it might, might've been, been a little more difficult to follow this, but it seemed to me the Jays were only able to make against Castillo any like damage, like with two outs and, and, and immediately the, like the, the, the rallies were, 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 were scuttled after, after getting a quick out to, to, to strand them on the bases. It, it was, they, they weren't cashing in any runs in that first game for sure. Well, yeah, and I mean, so um, there's there's a lot of teeth gnashing uh, around the American League, especially after what Castillo did uh, in coming over to the Mariners. That um, and and especially if the Jays were one of those teams that should have been in on him, um, you know, it's tough to tough to win games zero to to minus one, and whether or not, um, you know. If this is a harbinger or if this is a sign of kind of some of the immaturity of, of that Jays team or, or, or one of the things that they'll, they'll have to overcome is, um, you know, were they focused all the time? Um, and so the other side of that is, you know, Castillo, who, who obviously kept them in check, uh, bend but didn't break, you know, is that, um, is, is that a sign of, of maturing and becoming an ace? And, and do the Mariners become even that more dangerous for the sake that it looks like uh, they've found themselves a stud? That not, not that anyone wasn't aware that that he was going to be a very good pitcher when uh, when when they uh, grabbed him, but I think he's far exceeded expectations and has the rest of the American League and, and especially probably at this point the Jays looking saying could we have done a little bit more to get that guy? Is that the piece that we he was really expensive right though. now? He was expensive. The, the the Mariners gave up three of their top prospects, uh, and 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 he and, and it paid off. <laughs> it looks like um, so. And then so Saturday that was this is the. This is the game. <laughs> yeah. Sad. I, I call it. I call. I called it on Twitter. I, I, it was a beautiful disaster. It was. They were up 
eight to eight to one. Um, I was I was sending you messages and my brother messages saying, you know, maybe we should just hold off on recording. And I think I jinxed the team is basically what I what I did. <laughs> I think I jinxed the team. Um, so they were up eight to one, and then and then I think really, and this is going to be proved to be one one of the focuses in the off season for the Jays is that it kind of imploded under under the bullpen uh, because because Kevin Gossman pitched an amazing game. He 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 pitched very really well. Um, only allowed I think one one run, and then all of a sudden it was it was a it was a tie game, and all of a sudden the the, the Mariners won the game. I, it it was I you know. We've we've all watched the game. I don't I don't want to kind of relive its pitch by pitch, but it was just it was a hard one to watch. I I paused it uh, at they were leading eight to five. Put the kids to bed. I came back and then my uh, I, I, my 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 you, you know that the whole meme of, of of Ralph's heart breaking. You could you could see <laughs> that that point right right when right when the Mariners tied the game. I was like, what is happening? And you knew you knew that the Jays couldn't win win the game after that. And and no, so I mean that's one of those games that um, it's going to be interesting, especially for a young crew to see. Does it humble? Do, do they do they become humble from it, or do they crumble from it? Um, because it's it's even tough. I mean, in the simplest terms, you blow as you say an eight to one lead. You scored nine runs. You should win that. Is it as simple as the bullpen just leaking oil? Um, there know, was some and, bad luck too with yeah. that with that bloop. Like I don't I don't think that. People th- thought that maybe a Bichette or Springer should have had that, but that was just that was one of those those like that specific play was just bad luck, I would say. And 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 is that more a sign of a young team that maybe is gripping a little too much? Is it is it you know is there? I guess it's tough that that the one thing that I will say is as hard as that is to to swallow um, for for a fan base for any fan base for a Jays fan base that. Um, I, I look at that, and once you kind of get past that sting, you can kind of do an autopsy on that and say, okay, there's a lot positive that happened. There's even a lot positive in the fact that you got to that point. This team is still young enough, but perhaps then you can you can pinpoint and say, okay, um, pitching looks as if we're, we're going to have to address that. The only concern yeah. I have is bullpens are, so, are weird. <laughs> no, I know Bull- exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's from year to year, you can have the same bullpen, and they'll be t- completely different yeah. – uh, as far as and, performance and, and and absolute variability. So, um, you know, look at it's, Philadelphia. <laughs> That's the, the perfect example. But yeah, Philadelphia has been struggling to find find uh, find that piece, and so and especially in today's game where um, where it's it's so much easier to develop throwers than it is to develop pitchers. And so if you have guys that, you know, can throw 95 plus and have a, a second pitch and you have a number of those, you can you can kind of piecemeal that through as long as you have a few starters that that aren't taxing your your entire bullpen the entire way through. So, yeah, all, all to say, I, I don't have a good answer as to what really happened there. And, and you can tell me if, if that's similar for you. It's one of those games that even while you're watching it, as you say, and you did send the messages that, that, that you can kind of feel that momentum swinging at the end of it, you, you just kind of walk away from that and go, what happened? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. And that's going to be like, they're going to need, the Blue Jays are going to need their entire analytic team and their entire front office and their entire coaching staff to kind of break that apart. But I think it's also unfair to look at one game, to base an entire season on, on one game. Um, I think that if you're, if if we're going to step back, like, 
a year, two, three years from now, look at this season. It's I think that we could consider this season a success. Like we like you were saying before, these wildcard series, one game, two games, three games, a lot of of random and randomness and chaos can happen. Um, and and that's just part the nature of the wildcard round. Um, so I think that. Um, you know, this is kind of covering all my all my 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 my, my points as far as the home run and, and no decision. So my my no decision this week uh, is is heartbreak because um, you know it's 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 it was a heartbreaking loss, but at the same time that's baseball. It's, uh, that, I forget who said it, but like you know that old saying, it's better to have loved and lost than to have never been in love before. So so like it's we're 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 better for going through it. Um, and this is leading up to my home run. It's, it's, it's stepping stones. This is just, um, the path to success, the path that they, that, that the blue Jays know they need in order to, to, to know that you're going to make a, a deep run and be a serious team to make a deep run. You have to win the division. You have to win the, the East and, and not have to be in this position to, 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 to fight your way out of. And that more than anything um, is perhaps what uh, what Major League Baseball's ambition is. Like you said, uh, or, or kind of discussed earlier, do you lose some of the uh, the luster or the allure of what those one game playoffs worth? Versus, if you if if this was in consultation with the majority of fans, that um, what a lot of people said is that winning the division did seem to lose its value. So as we can see, this this idea of the buys, we'll find out how that plays in baseball. That's something we've never seen before for uh, you know for for the Yankees, for the Astros, for the uh, you know for for the Dodgers, and and um, to see how obviously getting through not having to play those games uh, being in this uh, being in the next series and whether or not this does create that uh, that new environment where winning the division is paramount uh, I will say I think the Jays are in as good a spot as anybody to to be that team to win that division um, I think the AL East is going to be in transition that's always going it's it's still going to maintain competitive but I think that uh, if, if if the one thing that you walk away and you know from that game and, and pick your head up a couple of days later looking to say depending on a few tweaks here and there. The Jays have to be entering 2023 um, to be, you know, to be in that conversation of being right at the at the front of the division. Yeah, and I think if not for the strong start that the and, and the, the head start that the the Yankees got themselves off to, the division would have been in play for sure. Um, okay, so I, yeah, my, my I gave my my strikeout, my no decision, my home run. What what what's your uh, strikeout and all that all that stuff? Do you do you have some? So as we did, did discuss, I believe uh, MLB.tv, MLB, and, and their, their alienation of the uh, of of the international fan base. Um, but that that seems to continue a trend that that we know. But that being said, um, you know, I guess the one positive of it is is that baseball is an increasingly international game, and and mm -hmm. uh, I think my my endeavors kind of uh, speak to speak to that. And so I guess the the home run on the other side of it is that through uh, through Twitter, which is a much maligned app and much deservedly so, that uh, it's I guess the positive out of this is that it's connected a lot of international fans. Uh, so the excitement for the playoffs is there, um, whether that makes the, <laughs> whether that validates, uh, uh, major league baseball's predatory decisions, because clearly they, they, they recognize that there is a demand for the product. So it's not all doom and gloom as much as, uh, perhaps the way they treat the consumer is that, uh, the home run is, looks like this first round of the playoffs was, was a success and, and everybody was excited. And, uh, there was a lot of, a uh, lot of good baseball played. For sure. Um, 
what what do you have a no decision like a, a good and bad or neither good nor bad uh in terms of of, of a no decision um i guess on 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 that level is as you as you kind of let off with that uh, not that uh, canadian thanksgiving is a big consideration for uh, for for major league baseball but maybe it should be uh especially is it not columbus day in the in the united states as well yeah i'm not, not sure whether they call it columbus day or yeah. or in or like like uh native american day yeah. now i'm not sure yeah, and so so it's it is kind of a uh, a holiday or, or you know a civic holiday, I guess, if not a, a national mm-hmm. holiday in the yeah, states. Is, that right. that uh, <clears throat> that there are no games scheduled for for today when you think that you might have a a captive audience. So. Exactly, um, and and is your are you are you echoing me on the on the on the um, uh, blacking out of the international fans for the strikeout, or do you have something different? Well, <laughs> so I guess if we look at it from what my original plans for for baseball on Saturday were, and and let's pivot a little bit more into uh, into my arena through this. Um, originally, if my MLB.tv app had been working, and if things had gone to uh, to plan in Cuba, there would have been four games on the MLB.tv app, and I would have been able to watch the launch of the Cuban Elite League mm-hmm. on uh, via WBSC on YouTube. Uh, so I guess to give a little bit of a, uh, an, an intro to this, that, um, the one constant in Cuban baseball is change and in terms of structure and uh, some of that, especially exacerbated by, by COVID over the past couple of years that the, the schedule, um, has jumped around quite a bit. So the Cuban national series, which is typically the, the, the apex, um, competition, uh, was pivoted this year, started in January and ran until June. Uh, there have been rumblings that they, they wanted to, um, not necessarily go straight back into the national series and change the schedule on that as much as keep it in there, but wanted some competitive baseball. So they were supposed to launch the elite series, which is basically, uh, taking the 16 teams, uh, pairing them down to, to six squads. Um, is that kind of like you know, a champions league for, for uh, keeping effect, baseball? Effectively kind of, and, and, and it should be stated. I've written an article that breaks down a little bit of the history on this, that in the past they've had, uh, the series selective, they've, they, they've had, uh, they, they've tinkered with these sorts of things before where basically, um, you know, if the 16 teams from one from each province are kind of can, uh, consolidated by, a, a closer geographical bunching. And so there was supposed to be a six team, uh, elite series of 50 games that was supposed to start this past Saturday. The reason why that series did not start this past Saturday and we're in a bit of a holding pattern is, um, sadly because, uh, they had nothing to wear. <laughs> so, so the uniforms for these newly uh, monikered squads, um, which just about a week and a half ago, the commissioner of the league had assured everyone had been delivered, were not. Oh, no. So the reason why the elite series in Cuba did not start is because they have no uniforms to wear at this juncture. Wow. <laughs> that's... that's uh... That's un- unfortunate. So the, the, the kind of an emperor wears no clothes kind of situation. <laughs> there, there is a level of it that that you have to laugh, and and increasingly, the Cuban spirit is enduring. Um, make no mistake about it. It's been it's been a tough go, uh, especially tough go in the past year. Um, more recently, we saw that uh, Hurricane Ian uh, blew through and and uh, did some damage to a couple of the stadiums. Um, ironically, in speaking to some of my people on the ground, they think that um, in a in a weird way, it may have done them a favor 
and this will will kind of encapsulate perhaps the the current state on the island. None of this. I don't ever want any of this to sound flippant. Um, like I said, there's there's a level where you have to uh, have to laugh or else you'll cry over some of it. Yeah. That um, you know the the energy crisis that they have means that um, they're unable to play night games, oh, and okay. so there is a level where because the majority of the damage was done to the light stanchions, mm. that it once they clear that up, that it's almost hey okay look here's the excuse why we have to play day games. So there's <laughs> it's it's you know in a weird way almost covers up some of the um, you know some of the the scarcity. Uh, you know people are free to debate what causes causes that um i'm not i don't get political on the baseball angle but uh there is no doubt that there are more more uh, constraints on on you know life in cuba in general and that trickles down into baseball so uh the positive on the other side of that is they are trying they are trying to get baseball to the people there is the demand for that 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 spirit still is there and hopefully once this little snafu uh, figures itself out. They'll be decked out, and uh, and and we will see you know a solid uh, a solid competition over the next couple of months here uh, of of what still remains as Cuba's top uh, baseball talent. So is is there a timeline? Is it going to start next weekend, or is it kind of they just have to wait until the 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 shipment arrives with their we're we're hoping and here's the other side of it too um you know sometimes these decisions are kind of kept under the cloak of darkness so that would seem the simple uh, pivot that that perhaps you know almost um you know almost in kinship with what uh, major league baseball had to do and, and as again off the top where we we stated the reason why the schedule shifted a little bit or at least the end of the season schedule shifted was because of the the labor strife um that hopefully it will just mean that a few of the games here that are that are lost are just condensed and they can kind of stay with the rest of that schedule mm-hmm. uh that that remains to be seen and, and kind of keeping my my ear to the ground to see when that announcement will come and you'd mentioned are they going to be televised on the wbsc youtube channel so we don't know yet and and the other side of that is where my my um my suspicion is, and they haven't made an announcement, is, again, because where the flow of information over this has been hor- handled so horribly that they might not they might not even know at this juncture. Okay. Uh, I, I suspect their ambition is, too, but at the same time, um, it may not be part of their, of their agreement, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that will be the case. There's been no indication that that they will there has been no indication that they won't so <laughs> okay no because that, that's a great baseball channel if you're a baseball fan you need to subscribe on youtube to wbsc because you're getting tons of free baseball games and 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 you get all, all the uh all the uh the world championship games and all that stuff so that's a great a great follow and even have some like softball on there too so so if there's during during like the, the dead of winter that is uh that is, is is a great watch for sure yeah and and for those who aren't familiar with the the world baseball softball is it council the the wbsc that that their mandate is that they obviously they they operate the the wbc which will be coming up uh in in this spring and that's a major tentpole event for them but um they, they operate other um you know other big events and and points and dollars are awarded to that and kind of the the world baseball standings are predicated on that so uh oftentimes obviously people uh, put a great focus on on the wbs the, the wbc sorry it's it's those those two things <laughs> side by side are, are 
the, those acronyms often uh, get confusing. But, um, you know, the WBC is very important. And obviously that is the event that most people tune into. But it actually doesn't even have the greatest waiting for them. So their mandate is obviously to grow international baseball and and you know in the past couple of years i've been the beneficiary that as much as i did know where to go to find uh, some of the the key game broadcasts that they've made it much easier and that includes cuba i, I believe i've seen um they, they do share from other other countries as well and mm-hmm. so yeah as you mentioned is worth uh, to keep your eyes peeled and especially uh, kind of in the doldrums um that that uh, baseball has become a true 365 uh, day a year game yeah, I'll definitely be watching some hunk ball in January. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's go to um, to the uh, weekly poll, which is going to be a kind of a sad one here, because I asked on Wednesday, how far will the Blue Jays advance to the playoffs this year? And I guess this is a good gauge on what fan expectations were. Nobody answered um, the wildcard round. Everybody thought that they would make it at the very least to the ALDS, which is the majority. Um, some people... Th- thought the ALCS and some 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 dreamers thought the World Series. I think I think the my expectations for the for this Jays team was that they're gonna um kind of get stopped by a strong Houston Astros team mm-hmm. if they were to make it past the wildcard round. So yeah, that that uh unfortunately we were all wrong. <laughs> and 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 as they say that's why they uh, that's why they play the games. Yes, exactly. Um okay so let, let's let's just get to some general baseball notes here um some positives i guess you can say uh bo bichette turns out he finished the year with the al lead in hits um i think the majority of those came in september maybe but uh so that that's a positive for sure um now you didn't really get a chance to to experience these i guess but um it was also announced and we saw this that the sportsnet was producing their own telecast for the jays playoffs game how, how do you how do, how do you feel about that are you a fan of their 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 product as far as how they present it so uh, I'm, I'm I guess I'm I'm not against. I know that um, you know growing up as a as a kid in Canada. I guess uh, do I look back to the uh, the glory days of, of uh, Don Chevrier and, and and whatnot? And and am I as big a fan of uh, of today's broadcast? Perhaps not. Um, <laughs> you know it's uh, you know it's it, it's appealing to uh, actually. If I did see one thing this year, I guess, uh, through Twitter and, and perhaps, um, you know, a uh, uh, shout out to, to Buck Martinez, who obviously had uh, some health issues and uh, has battled through that, that that, that seemed to uh, seem to bring uh, bring bring, you know, the, the fan base together. And so um, it does seem as if the, uh, the, the the broadcast squad is is fairly popular. I'm, I'm neutral on it personally, but uh I know that uh, they seem to be uh, pretty popular overall with the uh, with the broader uh, with the with the Jays fan base. Yeah, I, th- I think for me it's more about what you can control as far as seeing who 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 um, broadcasts the game. I'm a big fan of, of of Dan and Buck as a as a as a team, but like I'm just glad like I, when I tuned into when I eventually tuned into that Phillies uh, Cardinal series, it was it was Alex Rodriguez and and, and Michael K, which was I, I I couldn't I couldn't watch it. It was hard, but you know in in this situation you you know what you're getting. You know you know you have a a broadcast team that has followed this the Blue Jays team all year round as a opposed to you know uh, some uh, you know 
professional announcers, but they they just drop in for the weekend and they and they don't they don't know the the the, the through lines the the, the storylines that this this team has been through all year round. So it's it's I think it's for the for the fans and for the content it is it is better in the in in the big picture. Yeah, and so what what I'll say to that is I'll, <clears throat> I'll take I'll take Dan Schulman uh, who is a consummate professional. Make no mistake about it. And, and Buck, um, I don't uh, like I said not not necessarily a huge fan, but a guy's been at it for a long time. I will take them over the uh, either was it the Amazon or the the Apple Plus uh, oh, broadcast yeah, yeah, any yeah. day of the week. So so to that end, if those are the two alternatives, yeah, give me give me give me the uh, give me the Sportsnet uh, presentation. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so more more uh, good news for the Jays. Alec Manoa, he won the AL Pitcher of the Month, very well deserved. He he kind of I think he carried the team as far as being the anchor going like in, in, in cementing that home field advantage in that playoff spot. So that that that's great. Um, and then um, the uh, Ford C. Frick uh, nominees were announced uh, over the week. And um, Jays broadcaster uh, Jerry Howarth, Howarth and I guess uh, Jacques Doucette does the French broadcast for the for the Jays and former Expos broadcaster. They are both named as nominees for that award. So that's great. No, fantastic. And, and, and obviously, you know, it's uh, I, I guess anybody that's in this space now kind of prides ourselves as, as uh, being adjacent would, would love to uh, to be able to say that our resume um, looks, you know, one one hundredth of anything those guys have accomplished. So uh, great recognition for uh, for guys that, that, that have had long and extinguished careers. Yeah, and it'd be great to D- get distinguished. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, stay with it. Not yeah. We don't want to do that. But yeah. it would be great to get like even like um um like a, a like a, there's there's lots of great Spanish language uh, broadcasters out there. But to have a French language broadcaster make it to the Hall of Fame would just be a great uh, again recognition for the international flavor of the game. Um, speaking of of we were talking about before uh, MLB and Rob Manfred. Did you hear about this one? Did you hear um he he made this quote uh, saying fans should be allowed to make their own judgment on uh, Aaron Judge's home run record or just the home run record in general. How, how do you feel about, about that statement? It's wishy-washy. Um, I, I, I don't know what the context of it is. I, I, I don't pay a huge amount of attention to, to what, um, to what he says. Neither does um, he. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, was I, was I potentially at the forefront of the hashtag Manfred out movement um, this past weekend? <laughs> Whereas before, maybe I was a little bit more neutral on it. Um, I, I I don't know. It's uh, it seems like every uh, how did he get the job? <laughs> he, yeah, he's he's a labor lawyer, and yeah, it it, 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 it you, you're exactly right, and and I think that you know, like we've seen him say say just dumb things, like you know, like the the World Series trophy is just a piece of metal. So like, I don't know, it's just I don't know why they let him speak. Um, so <laughs> why, why why do they keep letting him try and dig up? That is the question. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, they 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 need a spokesperson. They 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 just need some sort of like I don't know like filter for him or something. But um, it would, I was just I was just kind of scrolling through Twitter uh, this morning and Atlanta. I, I don't know if you've heard about this. Atlanta may, signed another one of their young core to an extension. Um, Spencer Strider. They signed him to a seven year extension this morning. Yeah, I saw that. And and so um, it's funny. Baseball comes in in in, in waves. Um, you know, there's, there's cycles of how teams approach certain things. And, and, um, for me, uh, what this feels like is, is the model that the, uh, that the, the then Cleveland Indians, uh, kind of put together in the, in the, in the 1990s. 
And mm. so, um, you know, of, of developing the young guys and, and locking them up, that cost certainty is, um, you know, is, is, is potentially a great move. So I know a lot of people are lauding it. I can't say yes or yes or no to that for the sake that, um, one of the other teams that, that I kind of uh, stay in the orbit on, uh, due to what I do is the, is the White Sox, okay. uh, who have made similar moves and, and, you know, to the point that even, uh, ahead of that aggressively giving out, uh, you know, the, the largest extensions to, uh, Eloy Jimenez and, uh, Luis Rober before they, uh, you know, one, you know, kind of as, as a rookie and the other before ever having a major league at bat and, and, coming out of this season looking at that a lot of their fans are are regretting those moves now it's really early on that i i, I agree with that but uh these moves are, are smart but they aren't without risk for anyone that uh, kind of looks at it and thinks that their team should do the exact same thing uh i can't say uh, i can't say whether they should it's uh, it's situational but for the braves obviously who um you know they claim to be small market, but uh, and and again maybe I'm 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 harkening back to their halcyon days with uh, with TVS when they were more of a national brand, uh, and maybe that's not the case. But you know what they're they're in a great position. You know having snuck uh, snuck by everybody won a World Series last year and even in in a not even necessarily a slow start uh, as as you alluded to the Yankees getting off to a hot start the Mets getting off to a hot start that maybe masqueraded what the uh, what the Braves were doing. But I don't think anybody should should sleep on the Braves in these playoffs, and no. the fact that they're locking up that that the young core means that this team, I, I don't know, uh, um, I, I don't think they're going to win uh, 14 straight uh, divisions <laughs> or, or NL East divisions. But uh, it has happened before. Yeah, and you you mentioned risk, and I think the the interesting thing about this signing is I think that he's the first kind of starting pitcher that they've signed an extension to. All the previous guys they've extended have been, uh, you know, hitters. Um, so that you know, with any pitcher, any they're, they're just because their arms are going to fall off any second, there's there's risk involved. So that was just I think the the, the interesting part of that um, decision because I think I I, I think that. You're signing Spencer Strider, a young guy, to a seven-year deal. There's going to be some arm pro- problems through there. Um, but I think what they're what they're getting here with all their signings is that they're getting just undermarket deal. Like they're they're getting they're getting team-friendly deals, and and this is it's good for the team, and it's it means hopefully that that if uh, you know they need to, well, it wasn't proven this offseason, but if they need to sign a big free agent like a Freddie Freeman, by example, uh, they they could spend the money, but they they chose not to this year. It's, so who knows what their what their kind of strategy is for that? But uh, yeah, they they're definitely saving some money with this young core. Yeah, no, it, it definitely provides cost certainty, and um, you know, as as we uh, as we see, uh, everybody's always looking for that next money ball. Uh, it's it's a copycat league often, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see if that does work for the Braves or what other franchises um, kind of try and mimic that uh, that strategy. Yeah, I think I think going forward in the next at least five years, the NL is going to be a battle between the the, the Atlanta Braves, the Mets, and the Dodgers. Uh, and maybe maybe who knows if if Tatis can can make a difference again. But maybe the Padres are kind of sneaking into that conversation a little bit too. 
Yeah, and, and obviously they're moving on. I think their window's probably a little bit shorter, which sounds funny uh, for a team with, with a lot of young talent. But I think that the money that they've spent and, and historically the way that they've operated uh, means that they're going to want quicker returns. And and, uh, and again, whether I'm showing my bias from the age that I grew up in, I, I would predict that uh, I expect that the Padres might have a fire sale sooner than later. But if, mm-hmm. they, uh, if they do go further this year and they do commit to it, they can be a dangerous team. For sure. Um, we saw some more uh, changes changes going on throughout the, the past week. Uh, the Reds, they fired six coaches uh, on their, on their staff. So they're, 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 they're changing, I guess, their way of, of operating for sure. Um, the Royals, they fired manager Mike, Mike Matheny and Cal Eldred, their pitching coach as well. So, so lots of, lots of manager or coaching turn, turnover we're going to see. And then, um, surprisingly, I guess, maybe it's just more of a, a, a comment on the stability that they're trying to, to, to get is, is, uh, the angels, they, they re-signed their manager, Phil Nevin to a one-year contract. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I tried to be glass half full with the uh, with the Reds. I have uh, <laughs> people that I interact with that uh, that that kind of either cover or, or fans of the Reds, and so as disappointing as that season was, glass half full. At one point, I think they were on pace to lose 140 games, so they didn't do that. Um, <laughs> the Royals, uh, I really like. Um, if you look at what uh, what Witt did as a rookie, mm-hmm. um, especially at the age that he did, I know the numbers aren't necessarily eye popping, but if you actually look at what they mean for a player his age that's uh that's a kid that uh that i think that there's definitely something to build there and 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 uh you know they've shown uh in the past decade that uh, that they can develop players so if they uh, if they don't think uh, that Matheny's the manager for that a little bit um interesting whether or not um to see what direction they go in and and, and um especially if they're promoting a lot of young kids so they bring up someone um from the minors that's kind of uh, worked with some of those kids as i don't think you're going to see either one of those teams make a major splash if uh, depending on what big names are available and um yeah so and and in terms of the of the angels obviously it's going to be fascinating to see uh see what direction they uh, they go in um the other again class half full um you know they're keeping otani rested by not making him play all those extra playoff games so that's a good point yes <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so it, yeah it's it's just interesting and I, I think going back to the to the royals it's you know like the whole knock on them is their pitching development so so i think yeah i think you're right i think we'll see someone come up from the minors at least on the on the pitching like on the coaching side i'm not sure who they'll choose as, as manager but we'll have to wait and see um just do a quick check-in with the cardinals that we were mentioning uh we chose them as our b team we thought they were the good story but they just they they, they the bats didn't didn't uh come out for them they they lost Two games to the surprising Phillies. Uh, so there's that's it for the Cardinals. Uh, um, who are, is there a team that you're going to follow uh, throughout the playoffs if if you're able to, or is that or is it just kind of see who 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 wins out of the field now? I've I've uh, I, I have found a solution to to watching the games. Okay. Um, so um, I'm hoping that that maintains the solution. Okay. Uh, so you know I, I always keep a keen eye on the Yankees. I don't have huge expectations. Um, so well, can uh, they can they beat the Guardians? Seriously? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and 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 so I think any if they don't, then then there's uh, something is seriously wrong there. And that's as as someone who. Um, as much as the Guardians kind of did a, a partial teardown, uh, I actually still thought that they, they had a shot. Um, 
I'm not as surprised of where Cleveland is as much as that the White Sox weren't that much further ahead of them is the way that I would phrase it. And and so by I guess by default of the rest of the Central Division kind of regressing or or, or not doing what they should that the uh, the the Guardians both kind of overachieved but the uh, the rest of the division underachieved so I think yeah. they're a strong team you don't you don't want to sleep on that um, so at this point the Yankees could do anything though from losing that to to winning a World Series I do think that the uh, the eventual World Series champion is going to come out of the out of the National League. Um, you know, the Dodgers have to be the prohibitive favorites, but I don't know if there's something still about them that outside of uh, outside of 2020, why it seems like they they've always just fallen short. Maybe that'll be different this year. Um, as you know, I I really think I like the the Braves to. Uh, to repeat, but uh, obviously doing it in kind of a, a different way than they did last year. But that, um, in a, it's not quite a pedigree, but there's still quite, uh, you know enough uh, players that were there that were part of that, and I think enough other guys that have kind of ascended to, uh, to big roles that um, I, I don't think you want to sleep on the Braves at this point. No, I, I totally agree. I, I, th- I think that the champion for the, the World Series champion is coming out of the NL. And I think that they're going to, it's going to be against Houston. So either, either way, whatever ends up in the World Series, it's going to be, I think, a pretty fun, entertaining uh, World Series to watch, no matter who makes it out of the field, because I think it's going to be Houston for the AL. Uh, yeah. So um, looking ahead for the Blue Jays, uh, there's going to be a lot of questions. I'm, basically, it's going to be a winter of discontent, especially on Twitter. Um, so, so it's just going to be, you know, it's, it's fun. Like the 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 the, the, the hot stove season is is fun, but I think I'm just gonna try to stay off as off the Twitter discussion boards <laughs> as 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 much as possible because I find we've talked about it a lot on this podcast before that Twitter is just very reactive and in general negative to 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 this Blue Jays team and and a lot of sports in general I would say. I think there's no doubt. Uh, I actually don't dislike Twitter, though, for the simple reason that I kind of keep my head down and and stay in in my lane. It has helped me uh, connect uh, with, uh, you know, maybe a baseball subculture. That's true. Um, If you're if if you're being like, you know, if if you're if you're not engaging with that message, which and I don't do that either. Like Twitter can be very, very uh, rewarding as far as that goes. You're right. Now, if I had a log of all of the tweets that I wanted to send out and then hit delete <laughs> on afterwards, might tell a very different story, especially yeah. if it is something either non-baseball related or, you know, the number of times where I've kind of caught myself and went, wait a minute, let's reread this. Is this text based? Is that what the person intends? Is this really or is it just, OK, can this be perceived another way? But that being said, <laughs> those are those are all flaws with uh, with with an app that, uh, you know, has its has its pros and its cons as as for the jays going in into the season you know uh, or into the into the hot stove season um there is a level of it that i think that uh, is perfect for for twitter and 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 you know kind of algorithms that see that uh, really want to push anger you know? yeah <laughs> uh versus if there's one theme of, of a level of the things that we've discussed here that um, the reality, I think, for the Jays is that not much has changed. Okay, and by that I mean that you've got a young core of players, and and specifically, even if that's whittled down a little bit, if Biggio's kind of taken a step back, if if, uh, if Guriel has been battling some some injury, um, you know, woes, that fundamentally this team is going to go as far as Vladdy and 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 Bo Bichette kind of take them and Mm -hmm. so there was still a lot of positive to be seen 
from those two players and still room for growth, I think, with some of the other young players that they have there. So, um, you know, will the Jays have to kind of either tinker in the margins? Uh, is there a big splash to be made? We'll, we'll see. Um, you know, it's, it's, that's the fun part of all of it, but I, I don't think they're, you know, they're in a better spot than, and, and again, even potentially other teams in the, in the American league East, uh, for the sake that, you know, the, the Red Sox are at a major crossroads, you know, they've got, they're always going to have money to spend, but even then it looks as if they're kind of going into some restraint, you know, uh, even going back to the fact that at one point they probably would have signed Mookie Betts, they move him. And so are they going to find themselves in a similar situation with, with some of the key pieces that they have there. Yankees have a big decision that might be a catch-22, that you can't let Aaron Judge walk, but I'm not convinced that bringing him back is the solution for the sake of this season might be completely analogous for what we see with them moving forward. You know, I think long-term, he's not a good signing, but you have to sign him long-term. That's that's the exact catch-22. And I I postulated this too. Can the Yankees get really creative? And, and, um, you know, do you go with a really creative offer that you know it's going to be nine or ten years, but is it the first three years, four years, the sixty million, and then by the end of it, are you paying him ten? You know, yeah. could 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 someone go with a really front loaded that, and then you just kind of you know allow him to bet on himself again, as everybody wants to talk about paying <laughs> paying for those key years, recognizing that outside of the projections of his body type, that thirty uh, year old baseball players are not good long term signings as it were. No, so no. you know, if you get three or four good years, do you, how do you manage the other six years of that? And and especially for you know. Um, Anybody that, that that pays attention to the Yankees and, and has been through the cycle of every time they have this cohort of, of young studs, well, that really hasn't come to fruition since the uh, since the core four. So, yeah. you know, it could be a scenario where as much as the Yankees do have resources similar to the Red Sox, they've shown restraints. So there is a level where they're going to need these young players to to really rise in the, uh, you know, in the Peraza's and the, and the, and the Volpe's of, of the world. But if you're saddled paying Aaron Judge $40 million at that point and he's broken down, you still got Stanton on the books and that Cole deal, eh, how's that going to age? So all to say that uh, I think there is a window that with the relative youth that the that the Jays have, that if they're smart about this, um, you know, I, I don't think that much has changed for their standing of, of where the projections were. Yeah, and I think, I think one thing that's changed from this offseason to last, and it just changed this past uh, month, is that now the borders are opened uh, to players who um, aren't vaccinated. And I wonder, I really wonder, and we'll never know, how much of a barrier that was for Jays signing or re-signing players, like Robbie Ray, by example. Like, we don't know who they were in on that. And and I think Steven Matz uh, was another guy maybe they might have wanted to re-sign who ended up signing with with the Cardinals. Um, But we don't know who they would have been in on as far as... as, uh, uh, vaccination status goes. Um, so that that's something that will change for the Jays um, where they, they, they will have more players available to them uh, as far as signings go. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, and to that end too, I mean, that, that um, you know, this first full year being back, not being kind of a barnstorming team as they were, you know, the past year, obviously, um, you know, in another year of, of getting back to normalcy, I think for, for everybody, not just for the Jays, but, and for fans and, and just kind of recognizing that, um, you know, the little window that we've come out of in the past couple of years has, has been, been strange. And so, um, you know, I, I think, I think the Jays are on the right path, but with the caveat that 
especially in today's baseball, that uh, for young players, it can get late early. And so, um, you know, that there's going to be probably a shorter leash that, um, you know, some of those players that we mentioned are going to have to uh, are going to have to contribute more consistently or else they're going to have to look to go in another direction. For sure. Um, Now, before we get to the Titans check in. Um, is there any more Cuban uh, baseball news or anything that you wanted to, to, to cover? So if anybody wants to check out the website, um, it's actually kind of funny that uh, in, in, in the offseason, a lot of times I'm, I'm a little bit more prolific in my writing. So I'm going to be doing some um, some some reviews of, uh, of some of the top minor league players, of some of the, the major league players, their performances, where they might go. Uh, story breaking yesterday and, and, and an article that I'm working on that hopefully I'll, I'll uh, release by the time that this drops, that Jose Abreu, the White Sox might be looking to move on from right. him. Right. Uh, obviously, we, we got the news yesterday that uh, Aroldis Chapman looks to be done with the Yankees, and that mm-hmm. includes leaving him off the, uh, off, Playoff the, the, off, the, off the roster. I'm not completely surprised by that, um, and, and I think some of it might have been forced theatrics. But uh, all to say, there's all kinds of movements going on there. Hopefully, the Elite Series uh, comes to fruition. If it does, I'm going to be providing some coverage on that. And we are building to the, uh, to the World Baseball Classic this spring, and there's a lot of different directions that could go in and how that roster is going to look for Cuba. Uh, spoiler alert, I don't think it's going to be comprised of, of mostly Major League stars. But there could be some movement that the stars of the past uh, could repatriate and and uh, that roster could look very interesting. Very cool. So it sounds like it's going to be a busy offseason for you. 100 percent. And that's uh, <laughs> and that's moving into the next Cuban National Series, which is supposed to start in the uh, in the early spring as well. And I'm hoping I'll return to uh, to Cuba myself to, uh, to to do some follow up stories with some players, develop some new stories and uh, just avoid the snow. Yeah, nice. I'm looking forward to, to hearing more more of that from you for sure. Um, so Titans check in. We're we're both in in Ottawa here. So uh, just a quick check in because there's not a lot of news coming out of uh, the the Titans these days. But they did release their 2023 schedule and they just had some some key dates here. Uh, the home opener is going to be versus uh, Empire State on May 12th. We're going to have a Canada Day game versus uh, the Quebec Capitals. And will they have, they, they, they had a Cuban in their uh, lineup this past year. Is he resigned for next year? Or? So we, we don't know that in advance. And so uh, I did have some up close access. was in the dugout uh, with the Capitals while they were here. And following at the beginning of the year, there were two players in Yuoki uh, Esquivere, a young player from, uh, from Santiago, who unfortunately um, didn't perform up to, to standard and was kind mm. of released uh, towards the, uh, the middle of August. But uh, Jordan Mandalay um, came and, and, um, I think this was his maybe his fifth uh, season with the Capitals, and he's actually won the um, won the batting title with them before, and and you know was was their starting shortstop, uh, and and in the team taking the, the title. Um, there's a few different ways. I, I don't want to speculate. You know, I, I would uh, I would call him a, a friend at this point. So you know, I want to put my bias aside and hope that he gets the opportunity to come back. I don't think the results were there. Whether that's a sign of uh, of, of decline as he's 36, or if it is a, uh, a shot in the arm for for the Frontier League, because I mean, it's. To the untrained eye, uh, it's hard to see a big difference, but uh, I think the overall talent level of the league was better, and, and 
makes logical sense that with the uh, with the rationalization of the of the affiliated system that a lot of those players had to find somewhere to go and it looks as if they they, they may have found their way into the frontier league so uh, I know that the um, that, that the negotiations and, and the timings for bringing Cuban players over is uh, is always delicate uh, especially for the capitals I, I suspect that my instinct tells me um, Mandalay may not come back next year, but I, I do have the feeling that they are going to tap into that pipeline again. Okay, great, great. Um, so yeah, um, one of the, one more key date that they mentioned is August thirty first is the fan appreciation game versus Trois Rivières, <laughs> if I can say that properly. And they're seeing four teams for the first time: the the Florence Yalls, and here in Ottawa at least, the Florence Yalls, the Joliet Slammers. The uh, the Boomers, who are these guys? The the Schomburg Boomers and the Windy City Thunderbolts. So, um, be fun to uh, check out some some uh, Titans baseball, and hopefully, uh, I'll see you at some games uh, next uh, next summer. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I'm hoping, and it looks like the, the launch of that uh, of the 2023 schedule means their hashtag here to stay is uh, is, true. is is true, <laughs> and, and hopefully continues to be true. And really want to want to see them succeed and and, and grow that brand. And uh, hopefully, there'll be baseball uh, in Ottawa for uh, for for a long time. For sure, Phil. Thanks for joining me. Um, it's a great show. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Normally uh, we do some uh, personal strikeouts, but I think I have to go and start help uh, with the Thanksgiving meal. So uh, enjoy your feast. I'll be enjoying mine. Uh, thanks again, Phil. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you.